0: Causing the Effect, a podcast focused on the exploration of your mind, body, and spirit.
1: My brother joe travato what's up baby how you feeling
0: ah, great man life is good everything's going in the right direction very happy dude How are yeah.
1: you? i'm glad to have you on everyone check out um last year joe came on um aka actually i just want to think of you better than before and this is why joe's here better than before too. his fundraising event for cancer which is very close to his him and his family it's even closer to me and mine i'm dealing with some of that stuff now um joe you've like, people, like, loved our conversation. I'm glad you're on again. Shout out to everyone that um, that has supported us throughout the process and all that good stuff. Leave a like, review, subscribe, all that stuff. But, Joe, um, tell me what is on the ducket for Better Than Before. If you're hearing this, it's probably going to be in December, probably a couple weeks before it's happening. But uh, Better Than Before 2 is December 17th. Um, If anyone wants to come from causing the effect, just come message me before. Cause then I'm going to be there with Joe. So um, I know you, you guys came to the Met Gala met up with me. Come it's in uh, what Bensonhurst dolphin dolphin is. I'll put the location of dolphin too. Um, if anyone wants to come, come hang out. I don't care. I'm pretty chill. Joe's pretty chill. We're not superstars here. So um, just come message me and we'll figure out a link up. Maybe we'll do something for causing the effect. Uh, we'll figure that out, Joe, but what do you got planned on the docket? How are you going to top it last year? Cause last year, you raised what? The goal was 30K and you raised over 30K, 35, 36. You wanted 500 push-ups. You blew past that. What do, what more are you going to do, Joe? What do you got? Well, in terms of the
0: donations, uh, yeah, we, we ended up over 35K. So that was great. Um, that's the most important thing. But in order to encourage the donations um, for Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center, saved my life. In order to encourage more, I, I, I want to get pretty extreme. So, Last year was pretty extreme for me. This year, I'm going to be doing an exercise called standing shoulder presses. Um, for for those of you who are unfamiliar with lifting and working out, basically, I'm taking a taking weight and, and putting it over my head, hoisting it over my head. And I'm going to be doing that with 140 pounds. And my goal is to get 100 reps in one hour. So that's the event try my best i'm gonna have patrick jackson and chemo smack there doing deadlifts next to me and they're gonna do as many as they can and that's how it's gonna go we're gonna to try to raise more than last year um that's a big ask but we'll see that's out of my control so i try not to worry about it but i'm doing my best to to bring awareness scott i appreciate your help with that but yeah, brother.
1: That's Dude, what's I want to get to the, to this, this challenge here. Cause this is tougher than pu- pu- push-ups. I don't ups are equally difficult and doing how many you did was crazy, but you're still keeping it with the chest shoulder work. How are you feeling preparing for this shit? Cause this is a different type of prep. Well, the, I'm having issues. Okay. Uh, I don't mean to
0: sound negative, but I am having <laughs> issues. Um, doing the pressing motion over your head might not, you know, a lot of chiropractors and and experts and people have told me that, you know, it's not really that good for your, your shoulders and back. And I, I'm i feeling the effects of it. So I I'd like to push harder than I actually am right now, but I understand you got to listen to your body. I'm doing supplementary exercises, rotative cuff exercises and, and um, back exercises to help kind of balance out that motion of pressing up. Um, so it's the training is going very well. I'm confident I could get that hundred reps. Um,
1: that's a hundred. Yeah, this is cause this is I'm, I'm interested in this. i I love, this is the, the, one of the hardest exercise to do is the overhead press because you're, it's involving everything. Cause you could have done sitting down and we have to work your core, cut a sheet a little bit. You're doing standing yeah. press Olympic bar. Right. Yeah. And then, 40 pounds on top of it or 40 p- or or no no weight, just the bar oh no no no, 140
0: pounds so, so 140 pounds plates. yeah oh my goodness yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i was gonna do 135 but you know the two big plates but figure make get a clean number and one add five pounds 140 100 times that's what i'm going for um, you know, the, the reason why I picked this is because in the spirit of my event better than before, um, this is something that I could truly say, you know, I was a gym rat, um, before I got cancer, but I I can truly say if I attempted something like this, um, before I got sick, I don't think I could have done it without training for a couple of months. And so so that that to me is it kind of encompasses it it, it kind of i'm trying to ex- inspire i'm trying to raise money and i i want to do it in a way that i shouldn't physically be able to do this after what my body's been through but but i'm back and i, I have motivation i have a support system i have dolphin i'm shouting out to dolphin fitness gyms uh murray my my Coach. Dude, shout like out to everyone coach.
1: at Dolphin. Murray, we love you. Tommy, we love you. The Return yes. of the Great One is happening this week. You guys got me back. Stop <laughs> bothering me. I'm coming. We had some issues with, with you know, we're all dealing with our shit. Yeah. So give everybody the overview of your story and check out that that episode was last year during this time too, so check it out, and I'm gonna link that one too. But give me the quick overview of what happened because it's a pretty sure. Valid... Sure.
0: Yeah. Um. So so basically, it was 2019, November 3rd, 2019. Uh, weeks leading up to that day, I had been feeling dizzy and and just kind of uncoordinated, and and I had a. I mentioned this on the last podcast, um, but I had a, a trip with my friends in Miami. Um. Didn't feel well during the trip, and, you know, I told myself after this trip, I'm going to go see a doctor, I'm going to go to the hospital, you know, something's not right. Anyway, I get home, go to the hospital, and I find out (laughs) that night, a couple hours later that um, I have cancer, testicular cancer, but it had spread to my abdomen, my liver, my lungs, and my brain. And that's why I was feeling dizzy. And if I didn't feel dizzy, if it wasn't in my brain, I wouldn't have felt dizzy. You know, I was a typical irresponsible thirty-year-old bachelor that <laughs> that uh, you know, I I never got sick, so I didn't see a doctor. I thought you know tough through thi- um you know just tough through through medical situations, but something was wrong. Thank God I went, and I spent the next um. Over a year doing treatments, um, chemotherapy. I had 10 brain radiations. Um, I had a stroke because of the chemotherapy, because my the the tumors in my brain, I had seven tumors in my brain, they started bleeding while I had chemo, so then they had to do radiation so I couldn't get chemo again. Went to high dose chemo, then I had I had major surgeries, I had a huge blood clot in my leg. I had um, I had two lung surgeries. I had a surgery to remove um, the the, um, the tumors in my, my lymph nodes um, and my liver. and I had lost like about 75 pounds oh more importantly high dose chemotherapy which is is basically a procedure that they take stem cells from your body and they inject it into you after giving you this chemo because if they don't do that, It's a deadly, it's a deadly, um, treatment. So the stem cells help you recover and fight off death. And and it completely wipes everything out of your system. All the vaccines I had when I was a child wiped out, um, 50% survival rate. I got to be at that top 50%, but, but yeah, it makes you really look at life differently. It makes you appreciate life and, um, you know, I, I made a deal. I made a deal with myself and and with God that you know, when I make it through this, I'm gonna I'm gonna give back, and I'm gonna live a better life. And and this is kind of this deal with God. It is it, kind of what got me to to this point uh, of, of doing this for the second year in a row. So,
1: dude, I know you told me that last year, and I think it's just hitting me a lot harder this year because, dude, that's you know. When you hear cancer, it's bad, right? Everybody knows. It. You just don't realize it until, you know, the person in my family dealing with it, all this stuff. Like, bro, you had it everywhere. Like, what? I don't even, I can't even, Fat. like, I'm just, I'm dealing with it personally. So it's just a, a different thing. I can't even imagine it being me, how I would react. Like, it just feels out of control. It's the only way I could, like, what did you feel like when you first hear this? Like, what ha- What went through your, ma- your mind? It was scary. Yeah.
0: Um yeah. You know, yeah, I was my girlfriend was next to me at the time. She's the one who was like, we should go to the hospital right now. Um, and we found out at the same time I was at a loss of words the first couple of minutes. But then then I um I was like, you know, I I didn't say this last year, but I had um, I'm Catholic. So my cousin, my cousin, Tommy, had a confirmation about two to three weeks before I was diagnosed. And he asked me to be a sponsor, and we had we had a couple of different conversations. I wasn't too religious at the time of these conversations, so I told him, like you know, you you got to get comfortable being in uncomfortable situations. Life isn't fair. Life isn't easy all the time. You know, life is great, but it's not always easy. And I said, you got to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And it's a good thing I said all this because I talked I talked a lot of shit <laughs> like three <laughs> weeks before, and I was like, wait a minute, I just said all this. <laughs> I got to live it and I got to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to beat this. I told the doctors, I'm, I told them I'm going to beat all the records. I think I beat one of them, the biggest blood clot, but <laughs> um, I, I told them we're going to get past this. And, you know, luckily my support system made it much easier. My mother, no one will ever love me more than that woman. And it, it, the love I received from her during like she would not leave the hospital Then COVID happened and and no visitors. But my mother, my father, my step parents, my aunts, my uncles. Yeah. Kind of like your family. Bro, that's
1: dude. But like you went through that during COVID because I I know it's hard to get up to the hospital. Now they only let two people up at a time. COVID, what what, what they allowing up one person at the most? Maybe two? One person for four. It was either four hours a day or six hours a day.
0: And. Luckily my longest hospital stay in the beginning it was 66 days. Um that was before covid started. But I had to stay at the hospital for especially with the high dose chemo that I that I um told you about because my immunity you know I had to stay at the hospital for for
1: know, over 2 months.
0: Well, not straight. I, I was able to go home, but but man, it really opens your eyes to being by yourself, staring at a wall. There's a TV in a the room. There's nurses that come in, which, hey, I love the nurses I had. A shout out Janan, Joelle. Uh, I mean, Noel. Um, I'm not going to name anymore because I don't want to leave anyone out. But <laughs> um, even though I had nurses coming in, they had other patients. And just being by yourself. You know, my mother would come four hours a day, but that was it. It was, it was,
1: it was rough staring at a wall for 20 hours a day. I, I could come. I could attest to, to the, you know, my aunt, she can't even, she's dizzy. Like how you were dizzy with the, because you know, when you have it, it related to the brain, you don't, you can't uh-huh. even watch TV. So you sitting yeah. there. It's like, you can't even, you're just feeling miserable. Now, what would you say was before this happened? If you could even re- rem- remember who that Joe was like, what would you say was your meaning? Would you say, what would you say was your vision? What would you say was Joe's biggest values? And then fast forward, to even like just even to today and even if you want to go like maybe a change in the last year, like how is how is the values and meaning of your life changed, and that whole thing? That's a big question. So take a second. That's, that's a, yeah,
0: that's a really good question. Yeah, I need to take a second. Yeah, man. You know, I don't really think my values changed. Just a couple of things were enhanced. I've always been a family man. Um, I've always liked kind of working with people and, and, and having great moments with good people and and, and I've always, you know, I've I felt empathy for people that I thought needed that empathy. Um, since everything I've went through, I feel like all of those things have been enhanced. Um, to to another level. That's probably the best way I would describe it. Um, you know, obviously, I have my hobbies and, and things of that nature, but my values, yeah, family, health, and working out, yeah, that's something I left out. Th- that is enhanced. I'm on next level. I'm seven days a week. I have to stop myself from, from going to the gym sometimes just because I love it so much. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, that...
0: I think that answers your question. Just enhanced.
1: Now, what about the, because I would just think life, you took it a little for granted pre-cancer. Okay. That's something I'm glad you said that. Yeah, No, no, you hit the values and peace. But as far as the meaning of what, like, do you take, do you, did you look at every day now? Like it's really a gift and all that stuff. Does it kind of go away after two years of remission? Like, is it? Like, cause I was going to ask you about the remission piece too, but first go through the meeting and how that changed once you get hit with this. Cause like, I, I really have been trying since I knew you were coming on this weekend and what's going on. It's like, I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of you guys. And I'm like, it just must take another level of courage just to even like fight, you know?
0: Mm. Um, yeah. You know, it does go away a little after two years. Um. I'm not going to say that every day I wake up. I'm like, Oh, I'm so happy to be alive. I am but I don't consciously say that Mm -hmm. to myself like I did the first month of my remission, which was euphoric for the first few days, like literally euphoric. I I would be laying in bed smiling and being like, I'm alive, you know, that dwindled, but it's, it's still there. Appreciation for life. And, and, you know, Scott, you mentioned how you couldn't imagine going through it after looking back and, and kind of, see like remembering things that happened i feel to this day that it would be tougher if i saw a loved one of mine going through it than if i actually went through it myself because i had a little bit more of control mentally over my own thing you know you love one you want to say all the right things you want to encourage them I, i i i try to talk to as many people going through cancer as i can. Um, and try to make them feel better about it. But it's hard when you're not in it. And that's why I mentioned last year, my family, you know, come from a classic Italian family. A um, lot of lot of prayers, a lot of worrying, a lot of um, emotions. And I really wanted you know, I saw the pain in their eyes from what I was going through and I really wanted to help them. And I'm recycling things I said last year, cause I just listened to the podcast, mm-hmm. but, but it, nothing's changed. It's, it's yeah. true. I really, and that helped me helping them kind of helped me. So I, I guess what I'm doing with this event this year is, is continuing to, to help. I mean, I don't know the people personally that my fundraising, um, or our fundraising is just it's just me. I got a team with me. Um I don't I don't know who this is gonna help, but I know it's gonna help people that, that went through things, the same types of things that I went through. So it's giving back and you know that helps me mentally, you know, it, it, it keeps me focused. Um doing my event of, of the shoulder presses a hundred times, 140 pounds, it's not something to take lightly. Um I mean there are powerless that could probably do it with no no problem at all, but I'm not a powerlifter. I'm not a professional bodybuilder. I'm not, you know, I'm I'm a gym goer, um, and and just you know, raising money and pushing myself to a limit has helped me physically, mentally, and spiritually. So,
1: yeah, and like, listen, Joe, you could we could do the same thing and do everything with the money, forty k, whatever it is, beat it, and you don't gotta you don't gotta kill yourself and do it, and everybody would be just as grateful. But you, I like that you decide. To say, hey, I'm gonna sacrifice what I could and try, probably against some people's wishes with <laughs> 150 pound shoulder presses. So it's crazy. 140. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to give you a couple. But you never know. know. Maybe,
0: maybe I'll up it. But now I'm not gonna. Just, <laughs> like, that
1: pressure on like for me. <laughs> this routine, like this regiment, because I would, I would think with the push ups, there's more ways to look at it and more things to ways to get set up. Because that's like people try to do this in this. Which the way you're exercising, are you changing up like doing double the amount of shoulder work? Are you doing less shoulder work to get yourself prepared? Because it's really—I've had two shoulder surgeries. You're not—you can't pay me to do this, Joe. I'll be honest with you, it's not going to happen. Mm. Like I'm not doing. I, it's, it's crazy. How how do you think the you know, the prep has been so far? I know you said it's slacking a little bit, but you're gonna—you know—we have a month to go here. Like how? You know, yeah. maybe this is the the fire here.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's been a challenge. When I first had the goal. I was, I was hitting it hard. And then my shoulders were saying, hey, you're not supposed to do this. So I said, okay, shoulders, <laughs> let, me, let me try to take care of you more. So I, so I had to do less in order to achieve more. Like I said, doing, doing like the opposite motion of pushing and working on that pulling and working the opposite muscle group to strengthen that whole area that's benefited me. I've been getting shoulder massages after every shoulder workout. I only do it twice a week. Now I go light and then heavy one day.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And the other days I do stability work on my shoulders. I do the opposite muscles. I work on my core because this lift also challenges your core and your balance because you're on your feet. Um, You get legs involved in that way too. So I just yeah, and the knees have also been bothering me, but I, I fixed that issue by by strengthening the knees a little bit more. So
1: yeah. And for people who like don't or you're not, you know, not lifters, or whatever, like for my working sets, for me doing my shoulder workout, I'm doing three or four working sets of basically forty I'm doing less than what you do, 45 pounds at each. Cause that for me is good. And I would say, Joe, I don't know if you look the handstands. Handstands mm-hmm. may help this as well, because it's a way to get the stability and the mobility without putting a lot of tension with the weights. That's a little trick that I, I, I completely yeah. agree with you. Have you been trying any of that? Cause that's great. I was trying to get into handstands work. It's a, it's that's it's another level of work.
0: Yeah. You know, that, that's something I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. That's something that I actually can't do at this moment. Um, maybe I can do it physically, but it's a mental hurdle because I attempted that way too soon after my, after my treatments mm. and, I didn't get hurt, thank God, but I could have. I could have hit my head. And with all the trauma my brain went through, that wouldn't have been a good thing. So oh. I I I've tried since then and I think I'm strong enough to hold myself. But I mentally can't get up there. I used to do handstand push-ups before um before my sickness. But but I agree with you. If you could do handstand work, that, that's great, Scott um it's not easy i mean
1: handstand against the wall joe i'm not yeah. i'm not saying of no, course no, no, that's the no, no no. way i'm, that's way I'm talking about that too <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Not, not doing straight handstands that, that that would be the next level um yeah. no i have a that. few friends that
0: were able to do that me i was always against the wall
1: and then you got another zavarian guy you got pat jackson next to you doing deadlifts you got chemo doing deadlifts dude this is gonna be fun man that's exciting. yeah i think you
0: know include the gym they're both trainers patrick and chemo the gym is just a great community and they contribute to that community. They, they are, they're, they're great. They're positive. They, they bring good clients in and, and, and they're passionate about fitness and they're both great people. So I'm happy. I'm happy to have them along, uh, jo- join, join the team. And
1: how are you feeling physically another year after being in remission knock on wood and all of that. Do you feel different? Do you feel the same? Do you feel better? Is it less of a scare, let's say, or something of something going wrong? Uh, I'll try to
0: keep this part kind of brief, but the first, um, the first part of 2022 was rough when it came to that. I, I guess I didn't realize how, in, how damaged my, I was internally. mm mm-hmm. And I started getting, I had like alternative medicine when I did the event from last year because I I was tired of doing prescription stuff. And so I was having, uh, I I took like, like basically different vitamins. I had a alternative medicine doctor guide me in that and he gave me supplements and, and things like that. And, um, I didn't like how I felt inside, you know, my blood work indicated my hormones were not, um, ideal. So I went another route and I found a great endocrinologist to help kind of balance out my Mm -hmm. hormones. His name is Dr. Kalamia. I got to shout him out. Um, Changed my life, got me on the right program. I was kind of depressed at the beginning of the year when I got off the alternative medicine, but Mm -hmm. when I met him and he put me on the right treatment um, I slowly got better. And I could confidently say at September of 2022, is when I started feeling like my old self, and um, that's when I came up with this ambitious goal of, of standing shoulder presses. I, I started at 95 pounds and, and worked my way up, um, and I'm very thankful to get to where I am now, um, but but yeah, that's that's basically... So, I forget your question.
1: I'm no, sorry. no, man. you're good. So <laughs> last last year when you were doing it, you were feeling relatively when you in physical shape because you looked good. You were ripping through you. You seemed you were pretty good. And then right when this year started, that's mm-hmm. when the internal stuff started. Because these mm-hmm. are things I don't even think about. Like, people don't even realize like, oh, yeah, you have a fucking internal issues. Endocrinologist, yeah. I would be having a fucking freak out. So like last yeah. year when you were doing it, you were pretty, pretty solid. And you just had a little bit of, a, of this. That's a big hiccup, Joe. It's nine months of feeling like garbage.
0: Yeah. Um, I I gotta say though, I started probably, I think, I think April, I started the treatment. Mm -hmm. So I, I gradually got better, but September was really the month that I was just like, okay, okay. This is, this is me, you know? Um, but you know, over the summer, um, you know, it, it was getting better at that point.
1: So, and now regarding like remission, getting checked on all this stuff are these things that go through your mind and how much checking up on that do you have to do in, in where you're at now?
0: Yeah. So actually my last, um, my last appointment was, um, last month in October, 2022. And I was told that it's the two year mark and now I only need to get checked. Um, Every three months rather than every other month. It was every month. It was every day at one point, but, but they went to every month and now every, every two months and now every three months is, is the schedule. So once a quarter.
1: So you're moving from once, but relatively, you were doing once a month and Mm -hmm. there was not, not a hiccup or anything, knock on wood. And once this two year mark hits, that's a big, that's a big deal.
0: Yeah, my my chances of, of recurrence goes down to below or to one to two percent I was oh, told shit, but dude. yeah
1: to me it's zero
0: percent but yeah. to, to, <laughs> to the doctor one to two percent it's not coming back I'm yeah wow now actually we... Scott if I could interrupt um Oof. I I wanted to tell you about something that's helped me and and l- let me give a shout out to, to Dan Fretchling. I- I've heard the podcast. Hey, Dan, um, you said so many nice things about me when you were on the show. And and I appreciated. it. You said some great things, too. And and it actually helped encourage me for this year. When, when I wasn't feeling too well um, <laughs> in the beginning part of the year, um, well, I don't think your podcast happened at that point. But once I listened to it, it, it kind of got me refocused. So thank you, Dan um i i, I want to add um so where i was going with this um i have something i call the 100 rule mm-hmm. and this originated when i when i um had been told that i would have to go on, uh, undergo high dose chemo where 50 survival rate and actually at the time little did i know i had a much lower survival rate uh, months before that but uh, I didn't know that. Anyway, 50% survival rate, that was told to me. And I felt really depressed when that happened. I instantly crying. My my parents started crying. We were, we we're all crying. I felt bad for myself for a couple of days. Um, and luckily my support system comes through again. It's not 50% for you. It's a hundred percent for you. I heard this multiple times from multiple people. They didn't even talk to each other. You're not like, they they tell me good things like you're not a statistic it's 100% and then i started believing it and mm-hmm. it's like 100% rule and it is 100% if you make it 100% because me personally i wasn't going to stop until i was better i didn't have a choice in my mind you don't got to give yourself a you don't give yourself a choice 100 you could you could poke holes in that logic that oh, what if what if something does happen but you know what i'm not going to stop until something does happen that I want. And I applied that again to my depression in the beginning of 2022 to where I was going to get better. And I felt really bad and depressed. And I was like, wait a minute. I got to go back to the 100% rule. 100% I'm going to get better because I'm not going to stop until I feel like. If you really want something, you'll do it. Cause you're not going to stop till you do it.
1: Exactly. And we've discussed that on this podcast, multiple times, like your thoughts are so undervalued. Like your thoughts really become your reality. And the science has shown that the people who believe that they're going to get better with cancer typically do the people who are under mm. stress and thinking negatively. They don't, this is what the statistics say. And I don't know what the science is. I don't know what the woo shit is. I just know that that is the way it is. And this is when it comes down to life. Like you could pick that. Life has no meaning and I could be a bummer. Or life has no meaning. It's great. Who cares? Like we just here to have a good time. Like you could get to pick the meaning of life. And that's why I love talking about this stuff because it is the meaning that you decide to give it. Your cancer has the meaning you give it. Instead of you could use this as a crutch for the rest of your life, Joe. You could have been in a fucking in a hole somewhere. Instead, you're giving it the meaning of it potentially being something that's not only fundamentally changed you. But it could change people. You've obviously changed people that still don't care about helping them, but fundamentally changed the way people view these hardships that happen in life.
0: You know, you, you, you just got <laughs> life's not fair, you know, and I'm lucky. There are people who had it much worse. There are people, you know, there are people you could apply that 100 percent rule, but maybe their cancer was so bad that there's nothing they could have done. But you can't think like that. While you're still fighting it and positivity, and I, I hope to pass that along when it comes to people dealing with uncomfortable situations because it's part of life. Life's not fair, and we can't be we can't be victims. We can't blame people. We can't say why me, because that's destructive. Dan Freshling actually said that. Don't play the blame game, and you know it's inevitable. Um, sometimes, but. Maybe give yourself a day. It's okay to blame yourself for a little while, but you you got to snap out of it and you got to say, hey, I'm better than this. Well, let's go. You know, let's I'm going to be positive. So
1: no, dude, that's well said. And even me, I, I've had a I've had enough knocks at the end of this year where I was I, I very much have been living in that. I was living in that world um, until I got mugged. Actually, until I got until I got hit, it was so weird. I was living that. Why me? You know me. That's not my style. I'm usually no. like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. Take I'm actually everything. very
0: surprised you yeah. said that,
1: dude. I was living that way the whole year. I made up all this stuff and about work and you're a jerk and everybody's a jerk. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden, I got. I I'm not a person who's gonna break in chaos. I kind of see what the truth is in the chaos. So after I got mugged, everything's been relatively. I mean, obviously, bad things are happening, but like, I feel more calm in the situation because I'm saying the hit happened for a reason. It reminded me of my resilience. It reminded me of, okay, you could really take, you could literally take a hit physically, emotionally, all this <laughs> shit. Like you, you forget how strong you are. So it's just funny. Like I could have like, and, and even your story, Dan, and I will also shout out Dan. Cause we love Dan on the show. CEO of Boltiv. We love you. Dan's Dan's going to listen. This is so I'm sending it to him. regardless. so Dan, we love yeah. you. All right, Good stuff. Dan, um, I tried reaching out to you. I think you, you might've missed my email, but Dan, get his okay. fucking email, Dan. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> And uh, no, dude. And what, now, but what do you say to that person who's listening to this kind of a lot of positive bullshit, Joe? Mm. You don't know what I went through. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I still think it comes down to it's really that simple that you just can't play the blame game. You have to look like the way the, the, the way I use these. Um, I use an analogy like there's always going to be people in your life that love you and the people that don't. And you could choose to stare at the people who don't love you, or you could choose to focus on the good. Like that's the way that we're wired. Sorry to say it. And I think that's the only way to get yourself out of this is really accepting that and picking the good. You have to choose the good. It's not going to come to you.
0: Yeah. You know, I would tell those people that you don't know what I went through. who are saying that. And I would say, you're right. I don't, I don't, man, maybe, maybe you have it worse than anything I've ever went through. Maybe that's the case. There, there are people out there that have it worse and you know, it's you You got to accept your situation and you got to move forward from it. I'm not saying you can't complain, but I'm saying that complaining and self-pity doesn't help you. So try. Just try. All you have to do is try. There's no parable in the Bible. I don't know where it came from, but um, where I think it was... I should have probably rehearsed this before I bring it no, up. No, let it go, It might have Joe, been Jesus. Not. Okay. It might have been Jesus that said it. <laughs> but he was talking about faith, faith in God, and saying that if you have as much faith as a tiny mustard seed, and you plant that mustard seed, that's all you need is a mustard seed worth of faith, faith and then the tree grows from that. I'm talking outside of the religious belief, self-belief, I believe is the same concept. It just starts with a little and you build and it compounds. And that's what you need when you, when you're going through some things, just a little bit of positivity. And I I believe and anyone who needs to hear this, I believe that a little positivity, you will grow that little positivity and and grow it into something much bigger.
1: Yes. And you were totally accurate. Jesus did say that Matthew 17, 20 for truly, I say to you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will move a mountain, move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. That's a good one. Joey. I can't believe you, you pulled gotta, it up that fast. You got some Joe, skills. Come on, on Joey. I, I got I'm my own Jamie. That's like the Rogan by myself. Yeah, but that's I yours, was going to say, where's Jamie? You got to add that. You add that into your, when you're doing your your public speaking in a couple of years, you add, that's yours. parable. I'm not taking that. That's you. Matthew 17, 20. Because that's okay. the, and it's funny, Joe, that, that you said that because that's my birthday backwards, 217 as well. So there you go. So uh, you'll never okay. forget that. But well, that, um, That's really cool. Dude, all good. But uh, Joey, dude, thank you so much for joining me. Um, everyone, December 17th, better than before two, Joey will be there. I will be there. Come hang out at dolphin. Do people have to sign up to put it need the day pass or something, Joe? Like, how would that yeah,
0: work? I, I believe last year, um, dolphin, you know, just, you got to sign a waiver because there's equipment and insurance, but mm-hmm. I believe last year, um, we, we let outsiders in, there was yeah. food. We had some good pizza. We had some homemade pasta. We had some desserts. It was, it was great. So come hang out. Um, I'd appreciate it if you can donate whatever you can. At the time of this recording, there was $0 donated because I haven't made it public yet. But um, if you're seeing this and if you know someone with cancer or you have cancer yourself, just just know I believe in karma and, and paying it forward. And if you have the capacity to donate, I would really... Not just me, we, everyone yeah. who it's benefiting, it would really appreciate any donation of any kind, even the thought of donating. So I appreciate you, and Scott will have the link up in his podcast. Yeah, the,
1: the the links are in below. But if you're listening to this, just click on the episode, and you're good. And if not, you go to my Instagram, go to Joe's Instagram, which is also I'm gonna send them to the Better Than Before. Right? Right before
0: 1210 yeah. is my 12, Instagram. We'll, it'll be live. The event will be live. So you'll oh, get perfect. to Yeah.
1: Perfect. Yeah, yeah. So you all this info is in the notes below, but think about donating. I'm I'm surely will. And hopefully we could beat that that 35,000. Joey.
0: That'd be great, but I'm not putting pressure on myself because that's no, that's a slippery pressure. slope.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, come hang out with us. Uh it's gonna be a good time and uh get to see this kid try to pull it off. So it's gonna be uh I'll work out before, but I'm just gonna watch for for this one, Joe. So
0: Scott, I appreciate you. You have a great platform. dude. Let me just tell you guys,
1: like Joe's like, there's people who come on here and they do the whole face. Like Joe checks up on me more than most. He checks up on me in the gym (laughs) when I like checks up, make sure I'm good. So, dude, I appreciate you. Whatever you always need. We're always here. The cause and effect community got you. So
0: awesome to hear that. All right. Scott. Good luck with everything. All right.
1: Cool. Thank you, Joe. Uh, Good luck to all of us. Causing the effect. Thank you guys. Yo, 100,000 downloads last month. You guys are the best. I don't know what's happening, Joe. I love doing this. I love you guys. Like, subscribe, review, all that bullshit. Just tell one of your friends about it. That's all I need. And Uh, follow me.
0: I only have 200
1: followers on Instagram. Somebody fucking follow this kid, please, guys. (laughs) Go and follow him. Uh, That's it. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) As always, stay safe, stay positive, stay blessed. Peace.